I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about, I didn't have it so bad. You know, Margaret, when people are thinking about their life or talking about their life, you know, sometimes with friends or family, they kind of have this attitude that their life wasn't so bad, or that's the story that they tell themselves. Right. But oftentimes it was much more difficult then they realize. Then they realize. And so today, we're really gonna have you think about your family history and your life and ways that it impacted you that you probably don't realize. And not just you, but you can take a look at your partner's life and realize Absolutely. how it impacted them or their ability to be in a relationship. Yep. Exactly. And sometimes I think we feel like we leave it behind and we outgrow it. But then we find out later that, no, we didn't, no, you can't, okay? No. So I'm going to start with a very brief little piece of information here that I came across. And it's called the danger in the phrase, well, they have it worse. I often run into people who will say, well, I really can't complain about growing up um, because there are those who had it worse. I know there are, but they didn't have the good sense to call me, so I want to talk about you. Yeah. Okay? So here is just a few comments on some of those phrases. Well, so-and-so has it much worse. I can't complain. And this author says, left unspoken, I mean, I am buried under so much grief and pain, but I don't think anyone cares, so I better just suck it up. That's too bad. Right? At least I'm not so-and-so and so-and-so. And so. I can't imagine what they are going through. Well, good for you. You have some empathy here. I can't imagine what they're going through. What's left unspoken is because I'm struggling here and feel like a loser because it's so hard. In other words, I feel bad because I can't handle what's going on with me. Never mind them. Okay? Mm -hmm. I should be grateful. At least we don't have it as bad as so-and-so and so-and-so. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for my life, but I don't want to be dealing with this and other issues because that's hard. Okay? Complaining does, doesn't do any good. You just need to keep soldiering on. Left unspoken, soldiering on is all I know to do. Because again, no one really cares. I mean, I haven't shared it with anyone, but I know they wouldn't care. Yeah. And uh, that, that just screams avoidant to me saying it that. It screams avoidant and it's, yes, and it screams isolated, mm -hmm. you know. And um, especially the part about uh, soldiering on. Soldiering yeah. on, right. You just got to go through it. Yeah, you just you keep just, going. Yeah, and complaining doesn't help. I've seen that a lot with the avoidance. That's they their can. attitude. Absolutely. You don't worry about how you feel. You just keep doing what you got to do. You just keep doing what you got to do. Yeah. But life is no fun that way. That's the problem. My life is great, left unspoken. I mean, I'm miserable and hate getting out of bed, 
but from the uh, from the outside, my life looks great. And sometimes people think they have to do that. I hear these quotes every time I talk with someone, almost. Soldiering on just seems so terribly military, and nobody equates that with much emotion at all. Mm -hmm. In other words, you put your feelings aside, you make them go away, and then you do what you got to do. Yep. And certainly that's one way to live, but it's no fun, all right? So I have written this. This is an article that came out of my head called The Fine Art of Complaining. Oh, Okay. I hope it's not too long. You better not complain. <laughs> I'll make an art of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Often when I ask folks, I talk with... Huh? Oh, sorry. I dozed off. It was too long. <laughs> what a brat. <laughs> Often when I ask folks I talk with, if they could tell me a little bit about their growing up, and that's literally what I say, because tell me a little bit about your growing up. They respond first by saying, my growing up was fine, or it was really good. When I ask some further questions, often I find out that growing up was in fact quite difficult for them. Yeah. It seems that most of us have a knee-jerk reaction to say it was all fine. To say otherwise, to say that things were not good when we were growing up, seems to feel like saying something bad about our parents and our family. And we all have a built-in loyalty to our family and our clan. And it feels disloyal to talk badly about it. Mm. Okay? Airing dirty laundry in front of others, etc., etc. Now, who never heard that one? You can't air your dirty laundry in front of other people. Yeah. Or the relatives who live street, two streets down either. So, not only that, but talking about how difficult things were could raise painful memories and feelings. Yeah. Inevitably, however, one's childhood and early relationships have a major impact on whatever relationship problem we may be dealing with at the present time. Absolutely. Injuries from childhood must be processed, and that means remembered and talked about, or they will continue coming up in our current life and relationships. Don't forget, there are therapy and self-help resources out there. If you can look up almost any problem in the world and get information on it on a computer, mm -hmm. all right, it's a good place to start. One of the other things that always gets my attention immediately is a reluctance to consider one's own pain and suffering as important. Okay, I often hear, I have no right to complain because there are other people in the world or in my family who have had it much worse than I have had. Yeah, that's a, a big one. Yes, it comes it up all the time. Yep, all the time. Minimizing right. what you've been through. Yep. To that I say, nonsense. Complaining can be extremely helpful and can help in the healing process. Complain all you want to all of the ears who will supportively listen to you, okay? We complain for a reason. I remember once reading a quote that said, whining and complaining in adulthood is really tears that belong to the past. Now, we all know chronic complainers who are a pain in the neck and we don't want to talk to them. But a reasonable amount of complaining is really very, of, very often necessary. And if you're going to get help with anything, you have to complain about it first. Mm -hmm. And the first thing a doctor writes down when you go in to see them is chief complaint. Mm -hmm. Okay? So this is in defense of complaining. 
So for therapists, the answer should be my mother. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It is a perfectly healthy way to begin to deal with pain and to enlist support from others. If I have a big problem and I want Craig's help or support with it, I have to tell him about it. Mm -hmm. He's not going to read my mind. All right? And so many times people expect you to read their mind. They do. That's very often. They yeah. should know. Yeah, they should know. You that, should know. Yeah, that I don't feel good. Uh-huh. The difficult part is, however, that by acknowledging what a difficult time we had, we invite those feelings to visit us again. Mm -hmm. There was a famous therapist from Boston who described the first two stages of therapy this way. Step one. Acknowledge the reality of how difficult things were for you at any point in your life. But the first step to being able to resolve anything is acknowledging how bad it was. And that can be very hard to do. The second step is to bear the feelings that that brings up. Okay? Without acting out or numbing yourself with a substance or distracting yourself from the feelings. In other words, you have to bear, sit with, deal with the feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not easy to do. That would be done by talking about the difficult memories, difficult feelings, and emotional injuries you received. Acting out would constitute having a rapid succession of relationships to distract yourself, mm -hmm. or turning to an addiction, or some other crazy kind of acting out to numb yourself. Yeah. All right? So those are two difficult steps, but if you can get by those, you'll probably recover from whatever you're doing, whatever you're dealing with, all right? How is it possible to do this difficult emotional work? Most of us need the support of others to be able to bear it and to eventually heal. Mm -hmm. There are no prizes or rewards for toughing it out and not feeling and not talking or not telling anybody. And lots of times I hear that people feel like if you tough it out, it'll be great. No, it won't. Oftentimes we do need other people. Remember, we're wired that way. You know, Margaret, I feel like it's just uh, a lot of families kind of grew up in like a survival mode. I agree. And they're kind of stuck in that survival mindset of we don't talk about it. We just go to work because we have to work to survive yep. and to, you know, to get by. And like the earlier article said, and besides, nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Because if your parents didn't care, who else would ever care? That's true. Yeah. So, in order to get that support, we have to complain. Mm -hmm. Okay? We have to describe to some safe other person, a therapist, a friend, a trusted family member, your dog, who if all else fails will work, how painful or scary or terrible things may have been for us. And you know what families will say? Well, why do you want to dwell on the bad thing? Yeah. Can't you just be happy in the present? Mm -hmm. God, we wish it was that simple, don't we? Yeah. yeah. I remember my mom always saying stuff like that too. Right. Why are you dwelling on that? Mm -hmm. And dwelling on you never heard you never hear that word used in any other context. Okay. You're still dwelling on those winning lottery numbers? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're still dwelling on the time I locked you out of the house for two days? Just be happy in the present. Just push those thoughts and memories away and be happy in the present. And I, what I wrote here was that would be a swell idea if it worked, but it doesn't. Okay? So let us also recall that if you are born into a chaotic family, things can happen that may not be anybody's fault. 
job loss, illness, other things can happen. You may not have received the attention, support, and nurture you needed, especially in that first three years, mm -hmm. and in the amount that you deserved. Okay, so it can be nobody's fault. Uh, I remember a woman one time who, she was born premature and she was extremely tiny, and they had her in a shoebox. That's how tiny she oh was. Oh my gosh. But um, she had an older sister who was hit by a car like the day before she was born. And the family was very busy dealing with, you know, the tragedy that had happened over there. And so she was raised by an older brother in a shoebox. Okay? This sounds like it's out of a movie, Margaret. I'm, I, like... I'm not making it up. Anyway, she was very attached to the brother, who I guess turned out to be a fairly good mommy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, things can happen in families. And we don't have to feel guilty or blame anybody. Blame is not important. Um, but... Understanding the circumstances is really important. When a child's needs are not met, most kids, most human beings in fact, conclude that it is somehow their own fault. Mm -hmm. Okay. Too often people conclude that they do not deserve to have their needs met and push away or don't know how to accept support from others. And I will sometimes say to people, if I've said something nice to them, I said, I don't get the sense that you took that in. Were you able to hear that? Well, often I get an, an honest answer, well, no. Um, you get paid to say that stuff. And I say, well, never enough. So I don't say it if I don't mean it. Okay. And oftentimes I hear, I'm fine. My house was crazy, but it didn't affect me. No, if you're a human being, you're in touch with it. Yeah, right. I haven't ever met my father, but that, that's not impacted me. No, uh, because <laughs> you, uh, the other one I like is because you can't miss what you never had. Yeah. Well, if you watch TV for five minutes, even if it's cartoons, you quickly find out that people, animals, cartoon characters have two, count them, two parents. Okay? And yes, you can absolutely grieve not having had a parent. Absolutely. And you wonder what they're like and what they look like and if you took after them yeah. and what that side of the family might be like, you know. Um, that was a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You must work. I a lot. I recommend that you work on your skills at moaning, lamenting, grumbling, griping, wailing, deploring, bellyaching, etc. All right. Now, there's no family on earth and very few parents who welcome that. But we really need to do it. Okay? We need to complain about the things that bother and hurt us. As for those people who had it worse than you, I hope that they will call us or someone else very, very soon. But that doesn't mean that you can't get some help and some sympathy. All right, so I want everybody to practice complaining. Now, you might want to be careful who you do it. I When I initially was in this field, I worked with very cordial people, and when I would be struck by something new, I would practice it. So I would go forth and say, oh, nothing good happened to me today. It was slow getting to work, and everybody I've run into today was complaining, and they would tell me to shut up and figure it out on my own. Or one time I practiced being entitled. Well, I'm not going to lunch with you until you tell me until you ask me what time I want to go and where I would love to go because I'm <laughs> entitled now and I think they told me something even a little stronger. Okay, so I want you to practice complaining. All right. Last piece of advice you thought you'd ever get, huh? <laughs> go complain to the other channels about yeah. how bad they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Complain to anybody you feel like it. All right?
Oh, good stuff, Margaret. Okay. I, hopefully you guys like this one. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching op option that works for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. And of course, if you want to complain to Margaret, you yes. can do that with the Skype with her. I'm all ears. Yes, I will listen to your complaints and complaints are important. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.